No. That's not it. Ah. There we go. They didn't ask us. Was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. And now, here are your hosts, Jay Crowder and John Mueller. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. We are so happy to have you back for... I honestly have lost count at this point, John. I have as well, but, I mean, it's the first episode of the new year, so that's always going to be pretty exciting. Happy New Year! And also with you. How was your new year? It was good. We uh, we went to a friend of ours' house and played... Um, I don't really know how to describe it. It's like text-based games through his Switch. So it's called Use Your Words. and Use Your Words? Yeah, and they have prompts, and everyone plays it through their phones. Like, there's a website for the game, and everyone logs in and plays personally, but it's like they... I don't know. I don't know how it works, but their okay. games like that are a lot of fun. So is it kind of like trivia, where you kind of get to answer through your phone? Is not that like the, not like is trivia. That the basic this, idea. This one was. I imagine there are games like that. Um, this one was like you know they played a f- like a clip from a foreign film, but with no subtitles. So you ha- you oh. created your subtitles. Oh, that's kind of fun. And um, people voted on them, whoever they thought the best one was. And then they had other like similar things like that when you had to like use you had to create a headline for a picture. So that sounds like a lot of fun actually. Yeah. And then not at not at that party, but I had previously played one when it was like Pictionary, and let me tell you, Pictionary on a smartphone is terrifying. Yeah, I feel like that would be rather difficult. Yeah, it's not the best. How how was yours? Well, mine was great. Uh, we actually I made it to midnight, and then as soon as midnight hit, I went straight to bed. Sarah actually didn't even make it till midnight. She went. She waited. We watched the ball drop in New York. And then she said, well, it's midnight somewhere. I'm going to bed. (laughs) And I didn't blame her at all. And so she went on to bed. I made it to midnight. So did Antonio. But we just played video games the rest of the evening. Yeah. Rest of the night. And then he went to bed. Fun stuff. So we we skipped the news last week so we could have an abundance of news for this week. Do you want to go ahead and lead us off? I would love to. Yeah. Starting out the top of the news. And this actually intrigued me the most. I was most excited about it is a quiet place Two is officially being released i believe it said march uh i could be wrong about the date but i'm very excited about that movie that is my understanding as well is that it is march i like that you're excited for it um but i'm not a i'm not even a jump scare suspense movie kind of person um, so I understand it's not like a, a true horror movie in the sense of like a Friday the 13th or a Nightmare on Elm Street, but it's still not really my cup of tea. Well, it's interesting because my wife and I aren't much of a scary movie person. You know, we're not that kind of people, but we were very intrigued by the idea of this movie. And so that's the whole reason why we decided to go ahead and give it a shot, give it a try. And um, we were actually very pleasantly surprised the acting is fantastic and the story is really cool uh it's directed and written by jim from the office Mm -hmm. 
is he doing that for the second one as well? I believe so. And uh, his wife is one of the stars yeah, in the Emily movie. Blunt. And so he himself was in the movie as well. I won't give any spoilers away on what happens in it, but he won't be in the second one. I mean, you say you're not going to give spoilers, but that sounds like a pretty <laughs> big spoiler. It's a little bit of a spoiler, yeah. That's okay. We're we're 100% pro-spoiler on this podcast, so... Oh, for sure. Now, the next thing that I had that I just thought was interesting and thought would be worthy to share, uh, last week, of course, we talked about Star Wars pretty much the entire... Well, the entire episode. I do believe it was and, the entire time. Yes, it was, and... We one of the things I talked about was Harrison Ford's cameo in the movie, and you had mentioned, you know, all of his lines sounded exactly the same as it was in Force Awakens. So, do you think that they just used the same like dialogue, same scene, and just like edit him into the shot? No, that was actually real. He okay. actually was there and said those lines. And some of the lines were a little bit different. Like he, you know, Kylo Ren, I think was at one point going to say like, I love you or something like that. And Harrison Ford interrupted him and said, I know just as a nod to his famous line from empire strikes back. But so that was an actual, uh, filmed scene. So that's, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I mean, I genuinely would have thought with what they did with Leia, I know it's a different situation with Carrie Fisher than with Harrison Ford, but they would have had the capability to just digitally do the whole cameo. I like that he was there, though. Yeah, I did, too. I I really appreciate that. I thought that was really good. But also, kind of staying in that same Disney tone, which is weird to say it, Deadpool 3. Yes, is officially in production that was announced by i would think if it it wasn't announced by ryan reynolds i would be really surprised it was announced officially by ryan reynolds i'm i'm a little bit scared of of disney deadpool just because i I imagine there are some things like he would want to say and disney's gonna be like okay yeah no you can't say that and it's just gonna kill a little bit of the fun now have they officially said if it's gonna be rated r if it's not, no one's going to see it. You don't think so? No, not at all. Did people go and see the PG-13 release of uh, Deadpool 2? There was a PG-13 release? There was, oh, yeah. Well, there was that's... a re-release and it was PG-13. That's my answer. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't go see it, obviously. I, I didn't did either, but mainly because I saw the rated R version. Yeah, parents out there, it is rated R, and rightfully so. So I wouldn't recommend your younger audience to go see this movie. Did you like Deadpool 2? It, not as much as the first one, because um, it did have that kind of sequel nature to it. It very um, much did. I really liked Cable, and I really liked Domino. I thought they were done fairly well. So that aspect, of, I thought, I, honestly, I thought the plot was a little bit better, honestly, because it's more established characters, more known commodities. True. I didn't find it as funny. No. Personally. I, I agree. But in that Marvel, in that vein of Marvel, I guess, uh, if you like diversity, then you are in the right boat because they have said that they will eventually have a transgender hero. Uh, this is an official announcement. In Marvel it's gonna be as a, a comic while. or the MCU? 
the MCU. That's I remember seeing that headline. Yeah, it it, it probably won't happen for a while. I, I actually read an article today that said that it's it's probably going to be for another probably six years before they actually do it. Uh, mainly because they already have a lot of their stuff lined up. But going forward, that is part of the plan. They're going to do that. Okay. I mean, that's that's really all I have to... I don't, I'm not sure why the, the press release has to be made about that. Like, like you're saying, it's so far into the future. It's just trying to keep Marvel relevant, I suppose, because they're in such I, a lull I, right now. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's still wanting to keep that fire going, and they know that... There's not much going on right now. So, yeah. but last but not least on my list of news anyway and then John you can you can give us what you got, but um there has been a rumor that the Obi-Wan series for Disney Plus is looking to cast a young Luke and young Leia. I don't like it. I don't like that because so I I in the time since we recorded our Star Wars episode to now, um I finished Rebels. Oh, fantastic. So um, I know the Obi-Wan episode was season three, but it just got me thinking about, you know, I finished season four. And in that time frame, he's already an older gentleman. And Luke is still not really, you know, at, at the age that he is of A New Hope yet. So I feel like trying to put Ewan McGregor as he is now with a young Luke or a young Leia. Like, to my knowledge, young Luke and young Leia never interacted. Mm-mm. No. And I also don't think Obi Wan ever left Tatooine until he left on the Millennium Falcon. That so, is what's believed to be true. Yeah. But what I saw was um, speaking of the Obi Wan show that uh, Ray Park posted a picture of him in his Darth Maul makeup again. Oh, really? So could Maul be coming back for the Obi Wan show? even though his arc is fairly completed. I don't know. That's kind of interesting because, like you said, in Rebels, we see Maul, spoiler alert, by the way, for end of season three of Rebels, we see Maul die. And so you would assume that that's the end. I guess they could go backwards from that point, but... As far as we know, it looked like Maul never really got to meet Obi-Wan again until that moment. That's what it felt like anyway. So do you think they'll kind of dismiss that and say maybe that's not canon anymore? I mean, if it wouldn't be if he was if he if Ray Park is not in Darth Maul makeup for Obi-Wan, that's an even bigger question. Why is he in the makeup? They could be doing what I had said last week, which is making a solo Disney Plus show and continuing that story. As much as I want them to do that, I have a really hard time seeing them get Gambino to sign on for another show because he's yeah. already doing Atlanta. I guess they could just kind of not include him, you know, if they can't get him. Yeah. But it does make you wonder. Or even like trying to get Amelia Clark to sign on after. I mean, Game of Thrones is over now, but I'm sure she's in demand for like feature films and things like that. Basically, what know. I'm trying to say is I don't think the actor who played Han Solo could carry a TV show by himself. No, definitely not. I don't think so either. John, what are some news that uh, you have this week? 
not a whole lot for me. There was a fan casting for a live action Ahsoka, and they wanted Brie Larson, and who's Captain Marvel. Um, for those people who are who are unaware, and personally, I just couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. So no. I would be a I, little bit I, worried. I don't. I don't. If, I don't feel that now. Yeah. I'm, now I haven't even seen. I don't even know what the voice actor looks like for Ahsoka, but it makes me curious. Do you think she could do it? Uh, I also haven't seen, I don't know what she looks like. I would think she's probably capable. Um, if nothing else, they could, they, I mean, animation technology has come a very, very long way. So she could be motion capture and still be her voice. She could do motion capture or I guess what they could do. It'd be kind of strange but you could do somebody else playing the body part of Ahsoka and then just have her do voiceover. If you could sync it well enough to where it looked natural, that might be possible. I think if you, I mean, you could sync it well enough with motion capture, I think for sure. Oh yeah. So I think, because the two options you really have are going to be prosthetics or motion capture and that would just be hours and hours and hours of makeup every day yes, it for would. prosthetics. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like if they do live action Ahsoka ever, it'll be motion capture. Might be on to something there. Yeah, so I think that that probably wraps up my slow news. I I started playing Arkham Knight the other day. Oh yeah. And I regret that I have not played it more already. It's it's feeling real Batman-y. And I Now like is it. this is this your first time playing Arkham Knight? Playing Arkham Knight, yes. Oh but, wow! I mean, I've I've previously played Asylum and City, and I started okay. Origins, and it just didn't flow. I like Arkham Knight, but I feel like Arkham City is much better. Arkham Knight, the tank stuff is pretty crazy. Um, I'm but having the a scale, good time. Well, the cool part is the scale of it. I mean, it's giant absolutely giant but i i don't know what do you do you are so you're enjoying it so far i am i good i stumbled upon it was a cutscene video from late in the game so i already know who the knight is and i'm pretty upset Oh yeah because now like it's like re-watching a movie that has a twist ending like you yeah. just play the whole game knowing what's going to happen and right. that that bit of it i will say is kind of a buzzkill well, there's so much that goes on in the game itself that you're not really... I mean, yeah, that spoils the ending, but there's still a lot that happens. So it's a lot of fun. But that's awesome that you got it. Mm-hmm. Was it one of those free downloads? It was. I want to say it was free on PlayStation in like September, and I'd yeah. snagged it. I was like, I'll play this someday, and someday became uh, two days ago. So. <laughs> Well, good. Well, welcome to uh, what was that? Maybe six years ago. I think it was like 2015. Well, that is, that pretty much wraps up our news segment. Um, glad you stuck around. Uh, we are going to do a year in review, which is 2019. But then we also took it upon ourselves to go ahead and do a decade in review. So the rules that we created for ourselves in this review, this decade review, we're going to start with 2010 and work our way up to 2019. We tried our best to exclude any MCU movies because for our 
avid listeners, you would know that we had our MCU in review. Um, If you are new to the podcast, we would recommend you going back and listening to that MCU in review, uh, where John and I went through the entire Infinity Saga and rated our movies from worst to first. And we had a fun time doing that, but geez, it was a long episode. So buckle in for that one. So we're going to exclude any MCU movies for this one. John has also said that we are excluding any movies that we did not see. So we're not going to review or rate a movie that we actually have not seen ourselves, which is fair. So, And this was also just kind of, sorry to throw this in there as well, this was a personal challenge just for me, but I tried to only list one movie in a series. Okay, now I did two movies for each year. Two movies that I feel like defined that year. I kind of did my favorite movies of that year. Okay, that's fair. So, in a lot of ways, I do feel like they defined that year, but obviously they defined your year anyway. Precisely, they're not going (laughs) to necessarily have been like Oscar winners or anything. But when I look back at each year, I'm just like, yeah, that's the movie I think of. Awesome. Well, let's start out with 2010. My two movies that I listed were Inception and Toy Story Three. Those were the first two on mine as well. Then I also put How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, yeah. It's such a great movie. It is a good one. And then Now, I a- Inception is one that I definitely put at the top because I feel like it's just kind of influenced like all of movie culture in general. Like you have so many movies now or even TV shows that will reference Inception. Well, I would say even further than movie culture, just culture as a whole. Because here we are 10 years later and there are still like Inception memes every now and then. I know uh, another show that I watch is Rick and Morty. And they reference Inception actually often. So that was, so that was, uh, that was all for your 2010. Yes, I have a, a special shout out to uh, the ghost writer, right? Writer. Oh dear! Um, it's a political thriller. Oh, you said ghost writer. Ri- writer, yes. <laughs> I thought you said writer. I did not know. These are good movies, um, <laughs> but it's a political thriller with Ewan McGregor and Pierce Brosnan. Oh, so fun. I I really enjoyed it a lot. But no, I wouldn't go so far as to say I think it defined the year or anything. Well, John, take us into 2011. 2011. um, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 2. It's an era-ending movie. Yes. Um, Pair that up with X-Men First Class, which was an era-beginning movie. And then um, I kind of have a couple of special shout-outs for 2011 as well. Uh, Midnight in Paris is a really interesting kind of time-bending movie. Owen Wilson goes back in time and meets like old authors and painters and things. Um, I never saw that. It's pretty good. It's PG 13. I'm trying to remember the content of it. I don't think it's that bad. Tinker Taylor soldier spy is one of my favorite movies um, ever. It's just got a great cast. It's got a great story. It's an old, love, like a cold war era spy movie. I liked that movie, but I did find it kind of boring. It's very plotty. You know, it's not going it to have, is the excitement of like a bond spy movie. Um, and then girl with the dragon tattoo was that year as well. And the movie was yes. okay, 
but the trailer was amazing. That's probably my favorite trailer I've ever seen because they pair like the scenery of like Sweden in winter with um, Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin, I think it was. And the it, they built that trailer very, very well. So those were those were my 2011 movies. I went a completely different route than you did. Of course, I only listed two, but for number one, I listed Moneyball. I really enjoyed Moneyball. It's a movie with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, and Brad Pitt becomes the new manager of the A's, and it's a baseball team, and uh, he decides to play... Moneyball, where he is not looking so much at which players are the best players or considered to be the best players, but is looking more at the players that are somewhat average, but also can be bought for a reasonable price. And so then he goes and creates this team. And in the first year, they in, they almost go to the World Series. So it was a very, very good movie. I loved it a lot. Um, And then the second movie I posted or that I wrote down was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, That had James Franco, and it was a not a reboot. It was almost just the story. So if you don't know Planet of the Apes, a man takes off from earth and goes into space and then eventually comes back down to earth but it's years later and when he gets back the whole earth is the whole world is taking over or is taken over by apes and so this movie was kind of showing how that began and how that started while that astronaut was away And I thought that it was a really cool movie. It was a really neat concept. And I liked that it was, it wasn't necessarily a reboot. It was just a story in between the story. So I really liked that. Like you're saying, it's not a reboot. It's almost a reimagining. Yeah, a little bit. This is probably going to frustrate uh, you, but I saw neither of those movies. There were actually three of them. Three movies. Ooh. No, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see Moneyball or... Uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, gotcha. But I have seen none of the Franco Apes movies. Well, the the Planet of the... The Rise... I guess you'd call it the Rise of the Apes trilogy. They're very good. I really enjoy them. But moving on into 2012. This one was a very easy one for me. Number one, I have Skyfall. And number two, I have Looper. I love both of those movies. They are fantastic. One of my roommates in college, he was like, you have to sit down and watch Looper. You have to watch Looper. And I swear, when we were living together, we watched it like at least once every two weeks. It's fantastic. I also mentioned uh, The Dark Knight Rises, which is not great, but I mean, it's the last of that trilogy. So I feel like we would be remiss to not mention it. And, it um, deserves at least a nod, right? Yes. And Life of Pi, which is visually one of the most stunning movies I have ever seen. Life of Pi? Mm-hmm. That's the one about the kid that's stuck on the rowboat? With the tiger, yeah. Yeah, I never saw that one. I remember, I read the book when I was in high school, 
And when I heard they were making a movie about it, I was very intrigued about how they would yeah. be able to do it. And it's beautiful. It is a beautiful, beautiful movie. Well, that might have to be one I'll have to go back and check out. Yeah, I don't think you can say now, enough did... about Skyfall, though. I yeah. love Skyfall. Yeah, Skyfall was... It kind of redef- reimagined or redefined what a Bond movie could be. Like, I always just imagined Bond as just this action thriller where he's just running from exotic location to exotic location with all these fun gadgets and it just completely reimagined that and said, hey, what if Bond was actually serious and was more of a drama? And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I did as well. I feel like it's, it, it like you are saying, it almost isn't a Bond movie for just that tonal shift between something like, uh, like Tomorrow Never Dies or like Moonraker. It's just yeah. a completely different tone. And then uh, I did want to mention, and this is something that I completely forgot until reviewing the movies that came out in 2012, John Carter came out that year. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Uh. They tried to make it a thing. Didn't work out very well. Yeah, it's very forgettable. So jumping, um, into, uh, jumping into things that are forgettable, uh, 2013 was uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge Wrath of Khan fan. You know, it's one of my dad's favorite movies of all time. So seeing it redone the way it was was really weird. It was a little bit of a disappointment, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Um, and then the other two I had for 2013 were The Wolverine, which uh, yes. I feel like is fairly underrated, and Now You See Me. Oh, I forgot that that came is, out that year. Yeah. Had to do some digging for that That was a pretty cool movie. It, the first one yeah. was a lot of fun. It was very, not necessarily original, but like a fresh movie. I completely forgot about that. Now, I have, uh, number one, I have Man of Steel, just because I'm such a huge Superman fan. And so I had, like, that to me was one of the best Superman movies I've ever seen. Um, I loved it. And then, of course... I did put Wolverine, and then I thought it was worth mentioning that Frozen came out that year, which took everybody, like, everybody was going nuts over it, you know, comparing it to Lion King and all that stuff, and I'm like, no, 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 it's not the same thing at all. You could say it took them by storm. By a frozen storm. Because there's, there's snow everywhere, it's like a snowstorm. It's a snowstorm. Yeah, it's not I my gotcha. best joke, but I'm I'm trying. I'm there. I'm with you. <laughs> 2014. Now, I actually, I text you when I was going through 2014, and I said, John, this is a hard year, because <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that came out in 2014. In fact, I am going to pull it up just real quick. While you're while you're pulling it up, I have four movies for 2014, and they're really, it. they're on... They're exclusively on both ends of the of the kid friendly spectrum. So I have uh, the Lego Movie. Oh yes, everything is awesome. And uh, Big Hero Six. Ah uh, yes, which that was, I feel that like was is, a good one. is very underrated. And then on the other end of the spectrum, the non kid friendly movies, uh, Gone Girl, Ooh, which yeah. is a great thriller of a movie. And, oh my uh, goodness, John Wick. Oh yeah. Like I, and that was the first one, right? That was the first John Wick movie. Yeah, and 
oh my gosh, I love those movies so much. Yeah, so just to, like, you've already named some of the big ones, but we had the Lego movie, Godzilla, Edge of Tomorrow, which was really cool, Big Hero 6, Guardians of the Galaxy, How to Train Your Dragon 2, uh, Interstellar, Gone Girl, Transformers Age of Extinction. I'm yeah, kidding I don't... on that one. <laughs> oh, okay, I was like, I don't think I saw a Terminator I am movie. Not, I am not serious after... about that one at all. I don't know if I saw the third one. I know I saw the first two. Because the first one was decent, and the second one wasn't like complete trash. I don't but... know, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but that one, of course, that year was Captain America Winter Soldier. Which uh, we are both on record loving. Also, Ninja Turtles was that year. The uh, remake, what did, I, I liked Ninja Turtles. Did I, you enjoy uh, it? I didn't see it. It could have been better. But, of course, we aren't here to name all of them. Oh, that was also Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That came out that year. I went to the movies a lot this year. But the movies that I have listed are American Sniper and Fury, both wartime movies. I have seen neither of those movies as well. I meant to watch. I've been meaning to watch American Sniper for what is that? Six years, five and a half. Yeah, six Ameri- years? And I haven't. If, done it if yet. you're gonna watch either of those, I would watch American Sniper. It is very good. Suddenly, can't remember who it starred. Brad Pitt. No, no, no. American I was thinking Sniper. Of, I was thinking of Fury. Um, American Sniper is Bradley Cooper. Right. I was thinking of Fury because that leads into my 2015. Good segue. It is. Take it. 2015 Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah. That is a great, great movie. Um, And then, like I did previously, Other End of the Spectrum, Inside Out. (laughs) I really enjoyed Inside Out. Um, And then The Martian and Jurassic World. I also did The Martian, but I also did Spotlight. I love Spotlight, but I wasn't sure that it was necessarily like, I don't know. I wasn't sure it was what we were looking for here. Yeah, well, it's like it's the critically acclaimed, but it's not necessarily like our normal, our normal content. It's definitely not in our normal viewing. Like it's not really something that really a lot of our audience probably has watched, but audience it is a really good movie it's actually very it's a true story based on a true story it's about a lot of the corruption that kind of happened in the catholic church several years ago uh but it's it's a pretty incredible story uh definitely not kid friendly but uh i know the parents out there will really enjoy it you kind of in the movie and your mouth just kind of hangs open yeah you're like are definitely. you serious definitely yeah. There's speaking since you mentioned The Martian as well. There's a study out there of all of these movies where people go to rescue Matt Damon and it is like billions and billions of dollars that yes. Hollywood plots have spent rescuing Matt Damon from places. Cuz you get Saving Private Ryan, The Martian, which was probably the most expensive. It has to be. Uh I can't then, remember it, the it, other it, ones off the top of my head but he's it's yeah, almost a meme now i haven't seen interstellar so they go and rescue him in interstellar too of course they do i would just assume it at this point now 2016 both of mine are actually alien movies the first one is arrival okay uh which was really cool uh really kind of changed kind of in the same way that bond changed uh, skyfall changed the bond movies 
Arrival really kind of changed alien movies, alien invasion movies, and kind of made you think differently. Like, what if the aliens are here, but what if they're not actually here to hurt us? What if they're actually here to educate us? So it's a really cool concept. And then also, I have Rogue One. Okay. I have not seen Arrival. That sounds like a real... Knowing that as kind of the backdrop, that's actually super interesting. I went with Deadpool. Ah, yes. And... Um, this was a really slow year, in my opinion, so I could only come up with two movies. My second movie was Suicide Squad, which, I mean, obviously wasn't great, but... No. Personally, I thought there were moments of it that were very enjoyable. And they, oh, yeah. they balanced for, out the overall poor, poor movie. For the most part, I, I really enjoyed the movie, but there were several... It, it was just, it was another one of those movies that had the big sky beam going up and that's what was destroying the city all the monsters were just gray shadowy blobs that you really couldn't tell what they were so in in that thought like in i don't know thinking about it that way it wasn't very good but there were moments of it that i really enjoyed i didn't like the joker see i'm the other end of the spectrum on that one i actually really enjoyed the leto joker I think the way he portrayed the character, I think he did a very good job, but I really didn't like the look of the character. That's fair. That was my initial reaction as well. And then the more, like as more time went on, the more I was just accepting of all these different takes on the Joker. Because if you look at, I mean, if you go so far back as even Cesar Romero, all of their different looks are really reflective of their Joker. So that's just, I mean, to me... That's just Leto's Joker. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a good point. So 2017, are you are you content with 2016? Oh yeah. Okay. Like you said, it was a boring year. Yeah, it was not the best. 2017. I'm going to mention Beauty and the Beast. I'm not a huge fan of all of Disney's live action remakes, but Beauty and the Beast I thought was actually pretty solid. Yeah, it was yeah, I I can agree with you there. It was fresh enough that it really felt like a new story. And, and they changed it just enough to, to like, almost kind of defend the remake. Like, hey, we're going to remake this, but, oh, hey, we're not going to make it exactly as it was. We're going to change it just enough to where it feels like it, it's a new story. And then I'm going to say Wonder Woman. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, Wonder- man, that was a good yeah. movie. Wonder Woman is one of the highest quality origin story superhero movies we have i honestly like the only one i think that could compete with it is probably the original iron man and then the one that jumps out the most to me is logan yes because i mean i I also just have really fond memories of that movie Uh, my wife and i actually went and saw it one of the days of our honeymoon yeah i just remember that time and seeing this movie and it just blew me away yeah logan that's actually what i have at the top of my list is Logan, and it is phenomenal. You know, really, in a lot of ways, it was another one of those movies that kind of changed the genre a little bit. It kind of showed us that a superhero movie doesn't have to be all, you know, coming out guns ablazing. It can be more of a drama, more of a a story. It 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 was a it was a good ending to that character and really to i feel like the x-men series in general 
Like, I feel like that was a good stopping point. They really should not have continued after that. There's, I agree. Mainly because, you know, where do you go from there? Right. Because Logan is such a powerful movie, and you walk out of it. I'm pretty sure I cried. I'll be straight up with you. I think I cried at the end of that movie. I didn't cry, but I did kind of leave that movie. I almost felt like I had left a funeral. Yeah. Where I felt just very somber, if that's the right word. No, I I definitely know that feeling. Yeah, so But my I the second movie I have listed though is Baby Driver. It is a movie that is also kind of out of the genre that we normally would review, but that movie was really cool. Now, I know some people since then have said, "Well, it's really not that great because Kevin Spacey's in it." And after all the stuff that he allegedly did, but I've kind of, I kind of take those accusations really towards anybody. I kind of take it like, well, maybe, but I'm not going to say yes or no. Cause I'm not, I shouldn't judge, you know, I don't know what they're doing in their life, but I know that that movie is so good. And I love the way that they synchronize the music with everything that's going on in the movie you know, the, from the doors closing to the guns going off, like everything is synchronized to a playlist, and it's really cool. You're probably the, the third or fourth person who has commented on how high quality that movie is. And, I mean, classic John, you know, I have yet to see it. So I feel like I will have to add that to my must-watch list. I think you should. Uh, it's very good. Now, it's definitely not kid-friendly, so kids probably shouldn't tune into that one. But parents, on the other hand, that could be a good date night movie. Talk about kid-friendly. I have uh, four movies for 2018. Oh my goodness, and I only have two. I personally would go so far as to say I think they could all be kid-friendly. Okay, shoot. The Incredibles 2. Oh yeah, oh definitely. Uh, waited forever for that movie i want to it was over a decade comfortably i want to say it was like 13 14 years i think it was 14 years um solo was 2018 as well um was it really it was the wow the two that jump out the most these were if i remember correctly these were both november of 2018 it was a aquaman and uh spider-man into the spider-verse okay Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, definitely can agree with. Not so sure about Aquaman. I know, and I know that hurts you because you love Aquaman. And But I just did not enjoy that movie. I liked the ending, though. Comic book accurate costume. That was amazing. There are, there are a lot of things that I like about it. I will admit, I was initially on the fence when they cast Jason Momoa. But I'll tell you what got me... Uh, firmly in his corner with that someone was um, like talking to him man on the street style and they were like Aquaman you know he he's in the water a lot he swims he's like can you swim and he turned around he looked at the guy and he goes I'm Hawaiian bro and he just walked away so I was like yeah I don't care about anything else like I'm on board now he's gonna be in an upcoming movie this year uh, which is actually the complete opposite from his character in Aquaman, uh, Dune. Are they redoing Dune? They are, and it oh, comes out hmm. this year, and he is, I think, the main character in Dune. Hmm. 
Is it Dune or Dune? I have no idea. I I say Dune. Like a sand dune. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my thought, but I don't know. Uh, okay. Are we saying the same thing or something different? I hope so. D-U-N-E. Dune. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Man, that was awkward. I'm glad we got that figured out. Now, were those all your movies for 2018? That was 2018 for me. Oh, okay. Well, I have... My movies are not exactly kid-friendly. Um, the first one could be for a slightly older audience, and that's Mission Impossible Fallout. I really enjoyed that movie. Henry Cavill was very good in that. And then my second movie is definitely not kid-friendly, uh, and that's Bohemian Rhapsody. Again, another movie outside of our genre, but I really enjoyed it. As a, I love music myself and love music history. And it was it was pretty good. I think the thing to note about Bohemian Rhapsody is that they had the the still living members of Queen on the movie in an advisory capacity. They did. So the things that I mean never it's never gonna be a hundred percent historically accurate, but the things where they took those creative liberties, you know, they were still there and I don't know if they signed off on it or not, but they were aware of you know what was happening in the narrative yeah and they they um they were there to advise and the camera work is really good in that movie too especially considering that everybody that was in the cast had to have equal amount of screen time so there's a lot of cuts of just fr- jumping from face to face but it, it it is a very good movie but that was 2010 through 2018 now we have landed on the year that just passed year in review john i am actually going to let you go first and when i say my list you're going to know exactly why my my 2019 list given the stipulation of no marvel and no repeats um is actually just joker there are so many movies i wanted to see that i didn't end up seeing um because for me 2019 was really all about it was all about marvel so it was captain marvel it was endgame it was far from home i saw john wick 3 but you know i'm hypercritical of movies i like and there were just enough things in john wick 3 that bugged me that i would be uncomfortable putting it on even my favorite movies of the year i think 2019 was a deceptively slow year for me movie wise okay i'm glad you said that actually because mine was exactly the same way besides all the marvel movies the only thing that i saw was joker terminator john wick star wars so of those i think i'm gonna say star wars just because it's not in the mcu That's probably the one that I enjoyed the most, but what I was going to say was I really didn't go to the movies all that much this year, so 2019 was more of the year of streaming. I would agree. And so I put Stranger Things 3 was probably the best thing that came out this year on Netflix. Another thing that I really enjoyed was Castle Rock Season 2. That's on Hulu, and that's a horror genre. And then also, obviously, The Mandalorian. which we both fully enjoyed. And then I have actually really enjoyed The Witcher so far. How many episodes have you watched? I am five episodes in. Okay. I'm four episodes in, 
and I am so confused. <laughs> what are you confused about? Just the time jumping and where. Oh, yeah, like, there is a lot of time jumping. Like, when each episode takes place. Because I understand, like, the basic lore of it. You know, having not played the games, I understand the basicness of it. But I'm just really confused as to when each episode happens in relation to other episodes yeah it it can be a little confusing i know that i've had to like really pay attention in each episode it is not now some people i've heard some people say that they turn on netflix sometimes almost as just background noise so that they have something going on like as they're doing other things this is one of those shows that you can't do no, that. No, I, I like see where you, they're coming you from. really have to pay attention. I do that with like stand-up comedy and things that I've sure. seen before multiple times. Friends. Um, yeah, but something like this, like you have to be paying attention. And four episodes in, I think Henry Cable is doing fantastically. Oh, yeah. And the sword fights that he's had so far are incredible. Um, and I saw an interview the other day that he does most of his own stunts. There are very few stunts that he doesn't do himself. I feel like if he were going to do his own stunts, it would be in The Witcher. Because this is like his thing. Oh, yeah. It was it. I don't know if this was ever confirmed, but it was rumored that when he got the call, he was cast to play Geralt of Rivia. He was actually playing one of The Witcher games when he, he got was, the call. He was, and... I also found out that there was another, when he got the role of Superman, he was playing World of Warcraft and actually missed the first phone call when Zack Snyder called him to was, say that he got the part. Was he in a raid or something? Because that would be amazing. <laughs> he he said that he was in the middle, he said he called him back and said, sorry, I was in the middle of saving the world. Ah, that's <laughs> timely. Yeah. So also but, while I was... While I was doing the the year-by-year lists for the decade past, I did a list of movies coming out 2020 that I'm excited about. Okay, I did the same thing. I'll run these past you. Uh, Yeah, 2020, what we're looking forward to. No Time to Die is what I'm looking forward to most. More than anything, new James Bond. I want it to be more Skyfall than Spectre. Uh, we talked about that when the first trailer came out. I had uh, No Time to Die at the top of my list, too. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is what I'm second most excited about. Black Widow. I'm, like, cautiously excited for Bad Boys for Life, the new Will Smith, Martin Lawrence movie. Like, I don't think it's going to yeah. be good, but I want it to be fun. Because yeah. that's kind of what I, well, Bad Boys movies are for me. It's like, they're not great. But I have a good time. I mean, I think it's safe to say that almost every Will Smith movie that has come out, like, maybe all of them aren't good, but most of them are at least fun and are pretty easy to watch. Um, now, I, I I had no time to die. I also have The Call of the Wild. Uh, this is one that's coming out with Harrison Ford, um, and I love the the original, so I thought it would be pretty good. You know, I've never actually read that book. I've never read The Call it, of the Wild. It's a pretty good book, too. I had, what else did I have? I had Free Guy, that Ryan Reynolds uh, video game movie. It looks so I'm cautious silly. about that one. I think it's going to be terrible, but I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> um, the Kingsman, we had talked about that oh, before, because yeah. I, love, I love Kingsman. Now, that one got pushed back, didn't it? 
I thought it got pushed back to just later in this year. Yeah, it did. Like originally, I think it was going to be like February or March, and then they've pushed it back to is it August? I would expect almost August or later than that. But again, I mean, my stance on that is still if they're going to back it up to do it right, I want them to back it up and do it right. Um, that makes sense. Death on the Nile which I don't think is going to be like critically good or anything, but my parents love um, Hercule Poirot. So I'll probably try to go see that movie with them some weekend or something. Just pop over there, hang out with them for a little bit. Scoob, the new Scooby-Doo movie. Again, I don't necessarily think it'll be great, but I have such a soft spot for Scooby-Doo. Like I grew up watching Scooby-Doo cartoons and I watched them not often but like from time to time to this day and then i went through a lit it was like 300 movies on imdb that were scheduled to release this year and um apparently judd apatow 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 however you say his name uh is making a movie about pete davidson's life really which i feel like you know he still has a lot of life left to live so whatever yeah uh but i'm 100 percent on board for that movie because I'm a huge Pete Davidson fan. Yeah, that would be very interesting. I guess it'll be about the beginning of his career and how he got started. I would I would think childhood to now. Because, I mean, his dad famously died in 9-11. Hmm. And that is such a huge impact on him as a person, both personally and professionally. So I would think that would play a huge part in a film adaptation. Yeah. Now, the only movie I have listed that I'm kind of excited about i really liked uh bill and ted's excellent adventure and of course they're officially making bill and ted face the music and i am i i I don't think it's going to be good at all but i do think it's going to be fun and so that's what i'm hoping for just just a fun adventure well i mean at this point you know i feel like they can't all be winners so even just walking out of it saying that was fun that's kind of a win in my book. Yeah, that will be a Tuesday night uh, $5 movie. Not going to spend a whole lot of money on that one. You've already got it scheduled. Like you're going to stop at the Dollar Tree on the way, get you some candy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so going to go budget on that one. But uh, I think it will be fun. Uh, and I think it's set for summer release, which will be a good time for that. You know, everything will be slowed down, not a whole lot going on. It'll be too hot to play outside because Tennessee gets super hot and humid. We'll be sweating just walking out to the car so you can escape by going to the movies. Absolutely. I think that's probably going to end up being my plan for at least part of it as well. Well, that was a decade in review and a look into the future. That was, honestly, it was easier doing... 2010 to 2018 than it was 2019 which is so backwards like that doesn't make sense at all well i feel bad because normally there would have been more movies that i would have gone to see but because of the big movies that came out this year the big blockbusters i guess you could say like i spent most of my money going to those and didn't bother going to see all the other little stuff uh probably be renting a lot next year too or watching on the streaming services yeah just keeping an eye on beginning of the month what netflix adds what hulu adds what disney plus adds yeah now it does seem that a lot of this stuff is slowing down i know a few people have rumored that or talked about that maybe 
movies are starting to go out of style and people are just going to start doing streaming movies instead. Like the way Martin Scorsese did um, The The Irishman. The Irishman, yeah. Which I still haven't seen. I probably won't, I'll be honest with you. Um, Because isn't it like like a thousand hours long or something? Yeah, it's, well, it's just three, but yeah. yeah. I would almost rather spend three hours re-watching The Departed than watching a new movie. Yeah, because you know for sure that one's really good. But, I mean, that's just kind of a reflection of me as a person as well, so. Well, what are you, what, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I mean, I feel like kind of the standard ones go to the gym more, try to, you know, involve myself more in in hobby-style things. So just try to be happier. You should do a podcast. You know, I've got this friend who I would probably want to do a podcast with, so I'll have to see what he says about that. Yeah, I I think he might be into it. (laughs) What about you? Do you have anything? Uh, Nothing really big. Um, Kind of the same stuff, you know, wanting to get healthier and that kind of thing. Um, I've been, I've become more of a writer here the past couple years, and... I've got a lot of really good things that have already been started, but I really want to finish them. So I kind of did more of like a decade resolution. So over the next like 10 years, I really want to get at least three of these stories completely done. Maybe even published. I don't know, but we'll see. That sounds awesome. That's dreaming big. And then of course, this lovely podcast. I really want it to get going. really good so john how do they reach us well jay since you asked so kindly we have an email they didn't ask us at gmail.com and then we have a facebook page facebook.com slash they didn't ask us yes please email us with all of your questions comments concerns uh anything that maybe tell us about what some of your favorite shows were or favorite movies were over the past decade Uh, What are you looking forward to in the future? I know Marvel, you know, they come out and they announce everything that's coming out for the next 50 years. So what are you excited about? What do you think is going to happen? So we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you would like to leave a voice message, you can go to Anchor, which is how we publish this podcast. And you are welcome to leave a voice message on there on our page they didn't ask us and then we can play your recording on the podcast and answer your questions so we'd love to hear from you there are lots of ways that you can do it john it's been fun looking forward to this new year i absolutely am as well i'm excited to see what happens but until let's see we will be back in two weeks with something fresh and exciting not sure what it's going to be yet (laughs) but we will we will let you know i know i i got uh batman hush for christmas uh and i'm about halfway through that right now so we might review another comic i know that would be a lot of fun we could do another dreamcast i'm not even sure i would have to reread it like i still remember hush so well I'm pretty sure I read Hush every like three months. Perfect. (laughs) Well, guys, enjoy your new year. Happy new year. Uh, Stay safe out there, but you're awesome. We'll see you next time. And until then... Nerd out. I said it first. You did. You beat me. (laughs) 
Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of They Didn't Ask Us. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to us at they didn't ask us at gmail.com. You can also reach us on our social media. Our newly created Facebook account, facebook.com slash they didn't ask us. While you're there, uh, feel free to like our posts, follow our page, and share our content with your friends. We'd love to have you. Check back with us in two weeks to hear more ramblings and opinions from your new favorite podcast. <laughs>